It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You are listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio KCGN Bakersfield. This is Aaron Richmond, host of the Aaron's Opinion podcast, a podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Welcome back, listener. How are you? I'm glad you had a good week. Um, this podcast is available uh, basically everywhere, everywhere you get the podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or wherever. It's also on Twitter, also Spreaker, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and of course, we are on Patreon. <clears throat> so um, for actually, you know, it's quite ironic. For the second episode in a row, uh, we're talking to someone from Australia. Um, in this case, we're talking to Jenny Rowlands. Jenny, welcome to Aaron's Opinion. How are you? I'm very well, and thank you for having me. My pleasure. So the first thing I would like you to get into and talk about is your life story and, you know, if you want, you know, how you became blind and how you, how you got into this group and how you kind of came, you know, came into this, um, you know, you know, situation or uh, how, how, how you, how things came, how, how, how you got to where you are today, basically. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So my story, um, <clears throat> at the age of three and a half, I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Um, back in the day when I was born, um, the only real uh, cure, well, not even cure, sorry, treatment was uh, cortisone. Um, for those of you who don't know much about cortisone, it's a miracle drug and it's a really horrible drug. Um, the only way, so literally when I was three and a half um, growing up, my mum would literally have to take me out of my bed and put me in a warm bath before I could even move. I was so stiff and, you know, my joints were all um, bent and crippling, like sort of cripple looking. Um, and I was in so much pain. So she took me to the doctor and they gave me cortisone and very high doses of cortisone. Um, and as a child, you know, it's a lot of cortisone for a child. Then that developed into cataracts. Um, the doctors looked at my eyes and I, they, back then they don't do cataract surgery. They just look, take your lenses out, uh, your eye lens out. So I had to wear glasses from then on. Um, moving forward, I, I kept going to the doctors and the doctors would tell me, you know, look, um, your daughter's eyes are very bad. They're very inflamed. Um, you know, her left eye didn't develop properly, um, so on and so forth. So, you know, I just wore glasses. They kept denying me and, and sort of, you know, whatever. And, um, uh, being, I, I was born in Melbourne and, um, it's like a two hour flight for me now. It's a very cold state. Um, my mum had severe asthma and obviously my arthritis. So my dad moved us up to Queensland, which is where I am now. And it's very warm. He moved us here for the climate. <clears throat> um, uh, just went on with my life, just wore glasses and things like that. Saw, you know, the, the, all my doctors as time went on. Um, and then I developed glaucoma. 
So I saw a glaucoma specialist and I had many operations. Um, in the last operation I had, funny enough, we thought it worked and literally overnight, um, just, to, just to go back a little bit, my right eye was always the dominant one. So my left eye, I couldn't really, I could see everything, but it was just like not having a lens in. So it never really worked properly. And the doctors did say back in the day that if your daughter ever lost her right eye, she's in trouble. So overnight, honestly, I just remember this. I don't, I can't remember how old I was. I think it was about 17. Um, I had the last operation and everything was fine. And overnight, my eye just went black. So I lost my right eye overnight. Obviously, the retina had detached and they didn't get it. I don't know. And within an instant of me losing that right eye, my left eye just kicked in. It just started to work. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but I'm a, I'm a Catholic, so I believe that. So I just kept going and, you know, my so it was... I mean, always legally blind, but it was pretty good. You know, like I could, I could cross a major highway without any problems and things like that. As time went on, um, you know, the eyesight got worse and worse and worse and um, still okay. Um, I had lenses along the way. Um, then I had to get uh, proper lenses made because my eyes were shrinking and they just didn't fit anymore. So I had to get proper lenses, like big plastic ones. And in the end, um, my eyes, I had surgery um, about 10... Oh, I can't remember a long time ago now to cut some, uh, I had a vitrectomy. So those bands that they cut, I had a lot of scar tissue. They cut those away and that saved my eyesight for pretty much 10 years. Um, then my eyes just got worse. So over the years, they get a little bit worse. And then 2011, um, mid-year, I think, they were just getting worse every like, you know, six months and then every three weeks, two weeks, whatever. And then all of a sudden my eyes were just clouded over. So I had a cornea transplant and we thought that would work. Uh, two days later, they said, I think the retinas detached were going in. Um, it was a two and a half hour operation. I was awake through the whole thing and it was the most fascinating thing I've ever been through. I heard him say scissors and he's drilling and he's cutting and all that sort of stuff. And they were trying to reattach the retina because I had so much scar tissue. However, the retina he was cutting holes, like he was ripping holes in it because he was trying to reattach it. But it, they, they explained it to me like this. It's like chewing a piece of chewing gum, putting it on a wet tissue and trying to pull the tissue off, the chewing gum off. So they were ripping holes in the retina, but they thought that they'd done enough. So I went away, come back a week later for a checkup. Yep, everything's fine. And then two weeks later, he said, I'm so sorry. And that was June, July, 2012. Um, all the scar tissue plus more had grown back and that was it. That was the last thing they could do. Um, that was my last surgery. Um, there was no more hope. All the surgeries I had up to that point was hope for me. When he said, I'm so sorry, all we can do now is keep your eye comfortable. Well, that's it. My world collapsed. I, 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 I froze. I couldn't speak. I cried all the way home and I probably cried for six months. I didn't speak to anyone for six months. I didn't leave the house. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't function. Um, if I did anything, it was on autopilot. I just did it cause I had to do it. Housework. Um, I've never stopped doing housework. I've, I've, I've never stopped doing anything I did before, but it was literally on autopilot and I don't remember doing it after I'd done it. So, um, eventually I saw a counselor, um, from guide dogs. So over here, it's a, a vision, you know, place guide dogs. And, um, she obviously deals with people with vision loss and she saved my life. 
So um, I am I am and not ashamed to say I'm, a, I'm on antidepressants and I'll never go back. Um, you know, I've learned, she, she taught me so many things. She taught me to grieve. Um, you know, I had a lot of um, guilt and a lot of, I'm a burden to everybody. My, my, mind wouldn't, my mind wouldn't switch off to the fact that I'm a burden to my family and I feel guilty for putting them through this. Um, that wasn't what they were thinking. I have an amazing, amazing support network. Um, my husband is just, is just amazing and a great support. Um, but my mind was just telling me I'm a burden and I feel so guilty because I couldn't stop crying and I couldn't see anymore, but I could sense and feel that they're sad. They're, you know, they're, you know, and I felt bad about that. Um, my counselor had taught me, you know, listen, they're not feeling this way. This is your mind telling you that they are. And, um, you're grieving something you need to grieve a loss here it's not a physical loss but it is a loss and you need to be able to grieve that every feeling that you have is valid um and you you have to allow yourself to feel those feelings to move forward and you need to grieve your your, your, your loss of sight um and it took probably about a year before i started to the antidepressants made me feel a lot better i started to think clearly again to help me deal with day-to-day -day life. Um, I never stopped doing anything though. Like I, because I think I've had sight all my life. I remember how to do things and I've always, I've never stopped doing things like around the house, um, whatever I can, but I've lost my independence and somewhat my identity. So I'm a very, very, very outgoing bubbly person and I'll, I always will be, but I will never be 100% there because there's a part of me missing now. I can't just get up and, and do something just like as easily as I used to and be the life of the party the way I used to be because there's that barrier of being blind now. But none, probably 95% I'm there, but there's always something and I tell people I will never be the same again. And that's okay. That's okay because I'm learning to accept that 5% of me is not there anymore and that's fine. But... Um, I never stopped doing anything. I always, you know, I always clean my own house and people come over and said, I can't believe how clean your house is. I'm like, well, that's because I go by feel and I, I, I'll clean it before I think it's going to get dirty. If I keep on top of things. Um, you know, I have the ba like barriers every day. So I will, you know, at the, at the beginning when I was learning to cope, I'd bump into a wall and that would set me off for like a month and I've been depression for a month. Um, something, a smell or, seeing my, my nieces and my nephews and my family, I can't see them anymore. That would set me off for a month. So I was going three steps forward, two steps back for a long time. Then it was three steps forward, um, like one step back. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it got easier. You know, it, for me, it got easier and, and the dark times got less frequent and I still get them. But instead of lasting, you know, two weeks a month, it may last a couple of days. So I'm learning to cope with that. It's a hard thing to do. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. And it's not, it's just not a quick, you just don't get over it that quickly. It's a process. And I just encourage everyone to just take your time and, you know, don't, don't put pressure on yourself because I was, and trust me, but me saying this, it's, it's easier said than done, but you need to, you need to grieve. You need to go through your vision loss. 
and the journey that you're going. As I say, every time, everyone's journey is different. However, you know, like if you have a great support network and, and this is coming to Facebook, I didn't join Facebook groups ever. And I thought, you know, well, let me reach out. Let, let, let's see what other people are going through. Some are great, but some are critical. And it's really, it's really sad that the blind vision impaired community are critical of each other. And I found that in a lot of groups. Um, we're in a group now called Life Without Sight. Uh, Sight and I, like, I have friends in here that I've never met and they're just amazing support to me, you know? And that's why we created the group. Um, and, you know, you, you need to be supported, not torn down. Um, you know, we're going through enough as it is, you know, and, and you need to surround yourself with positivity because, you know, one person can make a comment and if you're in a vulnerable place, it'll just tear you down, you know? But I've never stopped trying to do everything that I do. You know, I, I like, I'll do everything I can within my power. If I'm able to do it, I'll do it. And if someone wants me to do something, I'm not going to stop doing it. I'll do it. Like, I mean, I want to jump out of a plane. You know, I'm going to, I, I, I went and saw the tigers at Dreamworld. I've had them. Um, my whole life was like, I, this is my favorite animal. I just want to touch one. And when I did, my husband said, I said, tell me when I'm putting my hand on the tiger. And I did and I cried because that's, I've always wanted to touch a tiger. Um, so I want to swim with the dolphins. Um, you know, I want to jump out of a plane. I'm not going to stop living my life. I won't. I love singing. Um, the biggest thing in my life is music. Music makes me happy. And when I was in depression, I'd listen to music and I couldn't physically speak and I couldn't physically sing. Um, and the minute some words came out of my mouth that I was singing, I knew I was going to be okay because that's my, that's my inner, my inner peace. I love music and I love singing. Um, and that just makes me happy. And living, listening to music makes me happy. Being around my friends and family, just I just adore that so much, you know. Um, but I'll never stop living and I'll never stop trying for what I want. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I, I could do more of and that I will, but I'm just recovering from back surgery. So I can't do much now, but you know, I'm always willing to learn new things and it's scary, but you know what? We're blind, but we're not dead. You know, we're blind, but we're not, you know, incapable of doing something. You know, I, I find that every day that I, I actually teach myself things every day or I learn that, oh, wow, I can actually do that, you know, and I surprise myself. So don't ever give up on your dreams, you know, like don't ever give up on passion. Um, it, it may be insurmountable at sometimes, but it, you'll get there if you just try, you know, like don't, um, don't hold back and don't think that you can't do it because the world is, is, is hurtful enough with people telling you that you can't do things, but you know what? It's sad that we have to try harder to make our um, story heard, but you know, we, we can do anything that sighted people can period. It just takes a little bit of extra work and a little bit of extra help sometimes, but we can still do it and never stop believing that you can do it because I've done things I never thought I could. And I'm proud of that. And I'm, and I'm, <clears throat> and I'm proud to say I'm proud of that, you know, because I'm proud of myself. And a lot of, I have a lot of inspirational people around me and they're doing amazing things, amazing things. And that makes me want to keep going as well. 
Um, <clears throat> but just don't ever stop trying, you know, just show the world that, you know, we can do anything. You know, you might, you might think we can't, but guess what we can. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, th that that was that was an absolutely magnificent monologue um, for someone who, at first, uh, when I was talking to you on on Messenger, uh, before we even agreed to record today, you I got the impression that you were a little shy, a little nervous about coming to this podcast, but um, you should get into podcasting because that was a perfect monologue. When I hear a perfect monologue, I tell you that monologue was perfect. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so so welcome, so welcome, so good, so good. Yeah, here, take 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 a take a breath, take a sip of water, take a sip of beer, whatever you have there. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me, and we we haven't even we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the commercial. Let me let me just let me just talk let me just talk for for a few minutes. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, the first first of all. I've I I have learned as a blind podcaster myself. I have learned that there is an immense contrast, totally universal contrast between people who are born blind, right? Now listener, you you at home who's been following this show for over a year now, you know you know me, you know that I was born blind, but of course I have to tell Jenny, she doesn't know. So I I was born blind with with glaucoma. Um, I was born in 91, uh, cataracts in my eyes, and I had seven corneal transplants. So, um, yeah, it was done in the 90s. Um, I would, I, first of all, I, just out of curiosity, did you, um, I know that Australia is a wonderful place, but did you come to the States for, for treatment? <clears throat> no, I have, um, I have amazing. That is fine. That is, oh, sure, sure, sure. Of course, of course. Totally fine. Totally fine. So, I mean, basically my story is that, yeah, I, I was born blind myself. Um, so the, the first issue that I want to address is this issue of sadness. Well, I, from, from the bottom of my heart and philosophically speaking, I don't understand that. I, I philosophically do not understand that sadness because mm -hmm. You, you know, if you're born blind, you know, that's life. I could tell exactly. you, I, I could tell you, well, it's not, it's quite complicated. It's not, it's not simple at all. I could tell you, Jenny, I know what it's like to be blind in, in your position, but, but I would be lying. I would be a liar because I don't know. I can't comprehend, I cannot comprehend what it must be like to be a functioning adult or even really a child and then have to go through all that when you're much older, you know, Basically, what what I have told other people, and I was speaking to many guests, but one of them, uh, well, every, every guest is the best, and every guest is fascinating in very different ways, but one of them happened to be a retired correctional officer at a prison here in the States. Did, did you listen to that episode? Uh, no, I must have missed that one. That Sorry. Is, that is, no worries, no worries. I recorded it um, several months ago when we didn't know each other, and I wasn't even in this uh life without sight anyway he was saying how you know and you went you went and it, this really goes full circle with what you were saying about you know religion philosophy life you know kind of kind of a cool story and it it definitely there's definitely a connection here 
not not to worry, listener. I'm not I'm not doing one of my tangents. Although I think I might have lied, because occasionally on podcasts we get into little tangents. But anyway, this this <laughs> this, this retired correctional officer, it, and it was um and, and in speaking of a disturbing episode to record, that one was whew, baby. There was some, there was some, there was some R-rated content there from his experiences <laughs> working in a prison. <laughs> I, I got I to tell you, I think it was, I think it's scarier if you work at a prison than it is if you live at a prison. That's one of the things he said. But the fact is, um, so he lost his vision. Um, I mean, it, you know, he explained what, it, I, I don't understand, you know, it's a long story. Basically, he, he became blind as an adult while he was still working and he, and he had to retire. Now, he, he worked a very, a very specific shift at this prison, right? And yeah. he, he told me that, so he says something to the effect of, to paraphrase, shortly after I retired, he said, um, he was like, you know, I got a message from one of my buddies that still works there and said, oh, um, you know, guard, um, well, uh, I have to come up with other last names, guard Jones, uh, guard, um, you know, Richards and guard um, Baker. Uh, one of those guards just got stabbed and, and is in the hospital now. And then he said, and then he said he thought back to where all of those guards were working. And he thought back to the part of the prison where that guard was stabbed. And it occurred to him that if he had not lost his vision, he would have been working there that very day and he would have been stabbed himself for sure. So you see, it's horrible. Luckily, all three, all those guards survived, by the way, the guards that were attacked, they survived. Oh, great. Right. So, but here's the point. These are these little blessings in disguises, these little things that God does to kind of move people around. Say, oh, you, you need, we need to get you out of there. You don't need to be around there right now. So I have you know. a lot of um, points on that, if I may. Sure, um, I sure. Obviously, okay, I can't see anything. However, um, it's it's strange. I mean, and I believe this because I am a Catholic, you know, like I will not find, like if I've lost something or the dog, one of my, when my dog was alive, I have a new puppy now, but where's her toy, whatever, you know, she might've taken it into the room and we never would have found it, but I don't know why. I can walk into that room a million times, but God will always make me step on where the toy is yeah. or something I have, I've lost, he'll guide me to that. So. Right. Sure. Sure. And that's, and that's an important part of life is that I do think everything happens for a reason. He, this yeah. particular man in, in this other episode, he was basically moved out of that dangerous situation. He was moved out of there and everybody else survived. So it was sort of a manipulation of the life story, you know, that's yeah, how I absolutely. saw it. And absolutely. it's really, it's really cool. And it's just how life works out sometimes. So, I mean, you know, Jenny, my my words of wisdom, if I may, the only the only thing I can say is that for whatever reason, this is life. And that there are really only two important days. There are only there are only three things that I know to be true in life. The first one is that there are two important days of my life. The day that I was born, the second day in my life is that I have to find out why I was born. And the third important day in my life someday is that eventually I'll die. And of course, pay taxes along the way. But the fact is, but the fact is that, you know, we don't, we don't know why all of these things are going on. And I, I, I suspect at some level, 
that that some of most of these things, many of these things are out of our control, that there is, I believe, I mean, I'm not, I am not terribly religious, but I believe in God. And I believe that certain things do happen in life for a specific reason to which we have to find the answer for, of course, if we knew all the answers, then, well, there wouldn't be much point of the life, right? So boring. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the point. And the other thing that I'll tell you is just don't try not to worry, you know, try to just go about, go about your business and try to just focus on the now and to say, well, this is for whatever purpose, this is the purpose. And, and if you knew what the purpose was, it wouldn't have a purpose. So who knows? Exactly. Really? I mean, I, I do yeah, think, I mean, I the other, right. Yeah, Joe, definitely. And I mean, the other, the other big point that I wanted to make, um, is yes, yeah, just try not to be, I mean, I would say, you know, you just have to work towards, you know, positive things. You know, I will tell you that in not, not life without sight, because everybody is perfect in that group. Um, <laughs> but there was, there was another group. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to say on the podcast what it is, but you're probably in it. One of the other major groups and someone was incredible, in my opinion, someone was incredibly disrespectful to me in that group and um, was just very, very, very insensitive to me on Messenger. I was, this basically the story was that I was sharing some information with the person about someone else who was on the podcast, um, who happens to be from some other country and they need help, you know, publishing an article or they need help with something. And the person on Messenger said, well, why don't they just do it themselves? And I didn't respond to that. You know, this lack of compassion laziness, not, not, not getting it, you know, so that really, that really frustrated me. So that person's not getting another message from me. And I'm going to stay away from that group because that is, I, I completely agree with you. And the other thing that's very confusing for uh, people, you know, adults who lose their vision is all of this negativity in the blindness community around the world i mean ooh la la it's just out it's just out of control and jenny it's it's never appropriate all of this these horrible people who say these just crazy things but i i i will tell you that you just have to you just have to ignore the behavior and eventually it goes away um and i'll tell you that i think that a lot of blind people around the world right now are just kind of in a are just not really are just having a very 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 hard life and are just having a very 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 hard time you know coping and functioning in the challenges of today yes yeah um you, you know a hundred percent agree it's just like i like i touched on before you know we're going through enough um to have someone put you down and like I say, if I see a post that I don't like, I just scroll on through, you know, you, if you engage in that person's right. behavior, it's going to make them keep wanting to do it. And I always ignore it. And that's precisely it because I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you credit. I'm not going to give someone the privilege of being on my podcast if I don't like them. So yeah. I only interview people who are successful, who, who have something to say. And, and deserve and deserve the privilege. And once you under once you understand that point, then it's really easy to ignore well most of the population because most of the population of the world is quite frankly, in many cases, sometimes worth ignoring some of the time or 
in my case, worth ignoring almost almost ninety percent of the time. So you know, I I I I really appreciate you coming out today, really, because I I, I don't take this lightly. I take this very seriously, and the fact that you that you um you know worked out of time with me, the fact that you came over over Zoom all the way all the way here in the land in the land where I am, the land up over, you know. In <laughs> And the fact that you might come on, come on, you've never heard that before. How many how many other blind people are talking to you about land down under? How many times, how many times do you hear that in that's a day? That's all I ever hear, the land down under, because that's where I'm from. Well that's and that's <laughs> really and that's really well, I'm 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 up over. I'm up over. Okay. So um the fact the the fact is is that both of us are in great countries. And the uh, the other fact is that a lot of these blind people in these groups, um are just living are just living tough lives and i just have to ignore just scroll through most of it i mean it, it really it really does get old i I'm, I'm telling you i've been born i was born blind i've been blind for 29 years i'm telling you it gets old but i'm telling yeah. you also intellectually i'm telling you get used to it because it's not gonna it's this is just how the blind community is and the other thing yeah. is that the your average blind person, and, and I mean, I don't want to use the word average, but you know what I mean. Your, your everyday blind person who was born blind, who's not a teacher, who's not a podcaster, they don't think about what it must be like to be to become blind later on in life. They don't, you know, they don't think about that. So they don't understand. So that's why, and it's not appropriate, but I'm just saying that's why they're not able to have any compassion for your, for your struggle. Yeah. It really is. It really is craziness. But you know, I've um, I've traveled all over the world. I've studied abroad in England. I've been to France three times because I speak French. Uh, Germany, Amsterdam, Austria, Poland, Czech Republic, Swaziland. I volunteered in the Caribbean um, for personal reasons. Uh, I live um, in an undisclosed location somewhere in the universe. <laughs> Uh, that's a whole. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other episode. But I'm somewhere in the universe. Not to worry. I'm real. Um, but I've never. I've never been. I've never been to the land down under. But I. But it's a. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. Uh, the best oh. part. The best part about your country is all the wonderful reptiles that are there. Because I love snakes. I love skinks. I love all of that stuff. You know. So well, all of that stuff you will see in my backyard. Oh. You'll see a kangaroo in my backyard. You will see a snake in my backyard. You'll see all sorts of creatures in my backyard. That's just really? because where we are. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. So, wonderful. so cool. So cool. You know, you but, know. I mean, when, like I was saying before, like you said about not understanding, you know what? On the other side of that, a person that had sight like me and lost it, you know, I'm more um, right. accommodating. So, so, I'm right. more accommodating so, with people. So, so you know what we do? We do need to say, we need to say, we, I, I want to pause it right here and tell you, tell you, tell you just one thing. So Jenny, so listener, as we say in the radio business, we'll be right back. You can put in a commercial right here. But for me on my side, I'm really pleased to say, Jenny, do you love coffee? <laughs> they say that your body's 80% water or whatever. I think my body's 95% coffee. Well, I, I have just, I have just the thing. I got the thing to make your body 100% coffee. 100%. That's what you I know. want. <laughs> oh, well, well, why don't, well, why don't you listen to this sponsored segment? Aaron's opinion is, this episode of Aaron's opinion is, of course, brought to you by 
uh, blendedjoe.com, B-L-E-N-D-E-D-J-O-E.com. If you want fruit in your coffee, if you want spices in your coffee, if you want nuts in my co- and nuts in the coffee, that's the coffee I'm drinking right now, some pralines and something else. Let me take a sip. Let me just remind myself how perfect it is. <laughs> okay, try not to cho- okay, tr- okay, try and try not to choke on the product, but it really is the be- really is the best product, really is the best coffee. Whether you're whether you're from the whether you're from the land up up over or the land down under, we guarantee, guarantee that if you're home at your couch or you're on the go, I promise you, you'll love every sip from Blended Joe. 20% off all purchases until the 31st of August. So Johnny, you got to get to that website really quickly. You I will check it out. <laughs> everybody and when and when you're at and when you're at checkout, don't forget about that promo code Aaron A A R O N. Save 20%. So Perfect. yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> so that that is our, our sponsor. So anyway, yes, as you as you were saying, yeah, um you think that you have uh, maybe more 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 empathy and more compassion but go on go on with that yes Mm -hmm. i absolutely do like you know i mean in the supermarket once upon a time someone banged into me or ran into me i'd be like you you know okay whatever but now as a blind person you know my mum or whoever i'm with can see of course but you know if someone bumps into me i don't go are you right i just like well hang on a minute maybe they can't see or maybe they're just (laughs) whatever i i just don't i don't um get like angry like I used to because you know what I'm going through that now and right. I will bump into people not realizing and then they'll turn around and say are you all right I'm like well I'm blind oh, oh I'm so sorry or, or whatever some some are just like horrible but some in the, for the most part they're, they're quite you know they're quite um accepting and saying well I'm really sorry I didn't realize but it just it just made me more um empathetic more um accommodating to others you know i just find that you know well i'm going through some stuff well maybe they are too and you know Mm -hmm. even if they can see well maybe they're just having a bad day you know and i just don't jump on someone anymore um unless they're really attacking me and i'm talking on facebook now someone's really attacking me i don't really have a crossword to say about anybody i never have but if someone's attacking me or if someone's attacking a friend of mine that i do believe has no merit or no reason i will defend my best friends or my friends and my family or myself other than that i won't like i won't i'm not the first to say i just don't bite they're just not worth my time and energy you know i don't want negative negativity in my life so you know but if someone attacks me on a personal level then all bets are off you know i will defend my because if we don't defend ourselves who will so, you know, I mean, I will always defend my friends and I'll always defend myself, um, you know, because, you know, we're blind, but it doesn't mean that we deserve to get stepped on. I mean, shoot, we have functioning brains. You know, people think that we lose our eyesight, we lose our ability to, to think, to, to function for ourselves when we, we don't. You know, we're perfectly capable people. We just can't see what we're doing anymore. That's it. It's all it is. doesn't mean that we've lost right. the ability to talk, to make a coffee, to go to the bathroom, to go for a walk. We can still do all those things. We just can't see to do it anymore. You know? Right. Um, I always, and I, and I always say, because like I told you before, God saved my life. You know, he has saved my life, but I'm, I'm so much better off than a lot of other people. And I have to keep telling myself that there are so many people. It's the old saying, but it's so true. 
right. I am, there are so many people way worse than me, you know? Sure, and, sure, def mm, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and I just thank God for everything I have today, you know, and my family and friends, um, you know, and like I said, there's... <laughs> you just think about all the other people that are worse off and you think, you know what, my life's actually not too bad. So yeah. hold on to yeah. that though, and just think about other people. Um, again, when you're in the moment, it's very difficult. It really is difficult to pull yourself out of it. You know, like, because when I'm in a dark place, you know, it's, it's, it's strange for me to say this, but it really is true. Even though I see black, when I'm in a depression or in a dark place, I see darker than black because my mind's just switching off and you know yeah. you think you can't be worse than black well you can you know yeah i think this is a this is a listener i think i think from the bottom of my heart i think this is a really profound issue um here in the states um this is this is a or my part of the world this is a major issue um and so many people are not getting the care they deserve and it's a it's a serious, serious problem. Yes, um, and, and, in, and in my country, many people who suffer from mental illness, um, many of them either end up homeless or end up in prisons. Um, the same here. But yeah. over here, suicide. It's heartbreaking. It really is. I mean, I mean mental, mental health in Australia is getting a lot of attention a lot more attention than it should have done years ago. Men yeah. are speaking out. Everyone is starting to speak out and get help now because we are getting the facilities and the you know um, resources for those people to get the help they need. But it's it's only because, you know, like, I don't know, it's brought to someone's attention all of a sudden it just gains momentum. And I think like I thank God for that because, you know, mental illness is so bad. It's so bad over here. And, you know, are you still there? Yes, yes. Oh, good, good, good. Um, it's, it's so good. I mean, it's, it's getting momentum, which is what it should have done a long time ago. You know, people don't need, you know, they need, they need those resources and help to go to. And it's really gaining momentum over here. And I also wanted to touch on blindness. I actually feel this, to be honest. I really do think Australia maybe, but I honestly believe that blindness and vision impairment is getting it's getting a um it's getting a uh, voice i think it's getting a voice around the world i think we're starting to get heard it's taking a long time but i think i honestly believe that we are actually starting to get heard more yeah yeah well i think it's easier now than ever just come on to zoom come on to podcasts make a video and you know, like people like you which are it, making things it's being, significantly like right and i'm i'm yeah. helping and i'm helping australia i'm helping someone in australia just by me helping you i am helping literally maybe millions of other thousands of other blind people in australia who might listen to this episode exactly and we need more of that you know like i I want to, you were saying about what I, you know, what I like to do. What, I mean, I want to start a YouTube channel. I'm not very good at it, but I want to start a YouTube. Well, so, you know, well, so we'll start a pod, start a pod, start a podcast, start a YouTube. It's really easy with this one software I use. Um, as we're, it's a, it's kind of a long story, but actually I don't, you know, the, the YouTube video is produced automatically. So you don't even, you don't even need to lift a finger. 
doesn't require it requires very little energy to start a YouTube channel, um, mm -hmm. which of course then is problematic because then we have to we've got all these people on YouTube with all sorts of weird videos from all over the world, <laughs> which is which is why it doesn't really take you don't really need I mean you you need skills to be a successful YouTuber no doubt no doubt about it, but really what you need to be a YouTuber is you you just need your camera and you need a microphone and then you just need stuff to talk about. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you should, you should have a podcast and I hope that you, I sincerely invite you, want you and encourage you to, for you to share this episode, this particular episode with, with anyone in Australia or the world who's blind, who needs, who needs to hear it. Because I know that I know, if, absolutely 100%. I know that if my, if my episode, because if my episode helps only one other person, then it helped 2 million others. So that's, that's, that's the way. That's the way this works. And I, I, I believe I'm, I, I am a firm believer in karma and I've seen it. Um, I'm not going to, it's very depressing. I'm not going to get into the stories, but I've seen people get hurt and I've seen people be helped. And the fact is that if you, if you would only help one person, you don't have to worry about getting hurt because you're going to get helped yourself. But that's, so that's many, all I want to do. I just want right. to touch one. If well, I can good. touch one person. <laughs> Well, great. Well, great. Well, cool. Cool. So on, person, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well, that's all that, you know, that's all. So, I mean, you know, you mentioned, you, you, you mentioned you're in, you're in Melbourne. Um, I know. And, I was born in Melbourne. I'm ah, now in Queensland. Queensland's the best state in Australia. Come on now. <laughs> Queensland. Right. So, okay. Well, so I'm not, I mean, I've heard of the place, but obviously I'm not terribly familiar. I've never been. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. My, my father, a couple of years ago, my father went there for business with his friends or something like that and to Australia. And he, he complained about the flight. I, I think he was exaggerating though. He said the flight is really long, but yeah, that, that, that can't be true. It can't be that far. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It will take you about, it will take you probably 23 hours to get here from the U.S. I see. I see. So what, <laughs> I so, so, was right. <laughs> And um, so what can you tell me about Queensland? Now, is Queensland a city, a state, or is it both? Okay, it's a state. So we have, um, all right, so in Australia, um, I'm on the southeast coast. So from going from the top, all right, so if you're looking at a map, if you're looking straight yeah, down yeah. on a paper, you will, you will see Queensland to your top right. Now below that, you'll see New South Wales, Sydney. Below that, you'll see Melbourne. Off to the right a little bit, it's still a part of Australia, but it's off on its own little island, is um, Hobart. Coming down around the right to the left of the page, in the middle, you'll have Adelaide. And then you go right around to the other side, the west side of Australia is Perth. And then coming back over to the top, you've got the Northern Territory. The Northern Territory is extremely hot. Um, Perth is extremely hot. And obviously the lower parts of Australia are very cold and Queensland is just stunning. I mean, it's, it's pretty much amazing weather all year round. We're called the sunshine state. So, okay. so basically you're saying like, so like Queensland would be like a Florida or like a South Carolina, like beautiful all year round. Yep. 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 We've got, we've got all the major theme parks. So we've got SeaWorld, DreamWorld, Wet n Wild, like your major theme parks. Um, and a lot of like, we're water people. <laughs> we love the water. You know, we've got amazing beaches. We've got amazing rivers. 
Um, I live on the water. You know, we go out in the boat. We're water people. We love to fish. We love to boat. We love to jet ski. Um, you know, we love to barbecue. <laughs> Queenslanders and Australians in general, to be honest with you, love to barbecue and love to fish, <laughs> most of us anyway. Um, but we just have amazing scenery, you know. It's like, I mean, I grew up here and, you know, I, grew up, I, I moved from Melbourne when I was seven. So I was still, a, you know, I was still little. So most of my life, I mean, I'm 42 now, so I've been here 35 years. But, you know, I remember the Gold Coast. It's changed a lot now. But I still remember what it used to be and, and can imagine what it is now. But, you know, we're known for beaches and things like that. Like just, you know, yeah. So it's an amazing place to live. It really is. Like we're in winter now um, and it's a bit chilly. It is a bit chilly. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it, it, if you're in Melbourne, you'd be like 15 jumpers, 100 pairs of socks, you know, 3,000 beanies. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> but over here, a couple of, you know, a jumper and stuff and you're good to go. <laughs> A great city uh, that state i see excellent and um <clears throat> so then um in the so so now what what is the capital city of, of your state brisbane brisbane got got you got it. okay so then what what activities are there to do in brisbane um brisbane's um brisbane's actually pretty popular like i mean brisbane isn't as popular so brisbane's the capital but gold coast is where you go to do stuff. So Surface Paradise is right on the beach. They're your clubs, your restaurants, your bars. You've got Broad Beach, you've got Southport. Like that sort of end of the, the Gold Coast is where things happen. Brisbane is true. It definitely is true. You know, you've got your museums up there and stuff like that. But the Gold Coast, like my end and down, is really where the things happen. You've got all your theme parks here. You've got all your bars, your restaurants, your cafes. And so really the Gold Coast is the main part of Queensland, like where I live. When you go up further north, I mean, Brisbane's the capital, you know, you've got, there's a lot of stuff to do up there, but when you come to Queensland, you go to the Gold Coast. You tend to go to the Gold Coast, not Brisbane, because, you know, that's where all the theme parks are and that's where all the, it's just all the nightlife and hip and happening stuff is to be, the Gold Coast. So, and that's predominantly surface paradise. So I grew up in surface paradise um, and that's where, I mean, obviously now with the situation, there's not a lot of things open. I mean, they're starting to reopen, but when you go to surface, it's just, boom. I mean, everyone goes to surface paradise, you know? So that's mainly where things happen, unless you go into the theme parks, which which actually I live five minutes away from three of the major theme parks, or literally five minutes down the road from all of them. Well, so good, so good. Mm -hmm. And um, yep. have you have you been to the states before? <laughs> no, I'm coming. I'm coming. I would I'm absolutely bucket list. You know, I don't know why, but I love music and I love the blues and I love jazz. One of the places, one place I want to go is Niagara Falls. I know that's in Canada, but the other place I want to go to is New Orleans, just mm. because I love. Jazz. I don't know why. I just people say, and people say, yeah, it's all right. And, I don't know, but, but in general, yes, my husband doesn't like to travel much, but he did say to me that if we were to go anywhere, I would go to the States and I'm absolutely hundred percent one day, God willing is on my bucket list for sure. Yeah, that, never, and jumping, yeah. that and jumping out of a plane. <laughs> well, you could probably accomplish the skydiving there in Australia, right? Oh, we've got some massive, yeah, amazing places. Yep. Absolutely. 
amazing, amazing places to do it. Yep. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great places in Australia to to, to bungee uh, bungee jump to um skydive out of. Um, I just want to get the highest peak I can. I you know I think fifteen thousand feet would be good. <laughs> the longer the better. <laughs> I I I see I see. Mm -hmm. That is that is all that is all really interesting. So nowadays, I mean, you know, how are you how are you spending your time? You know, from day day to day. You know, I, I don't do too much now. Um, like I was, I mean, I was at one job for like eight years and I lost my vision and it took me a long time to get through that. You know, um, I just, I just really just, if when I can spend time with my family and friends, I don't really do a lot. Um, like I said, I just, I mean, the last probably good year, um, I haven't really done much because I've, I was just, I was in excruciating pain with my back. I have a, um, I have a collapse. I had a collapsed disc. Ooh. Um, it was bone on bone. So, you know, um, <clears throat> leading up to surgery, I was in pretty much debilitating pain. So I really wasn't doing anything cause I couldn't, I was in so much pain to do anything. Um, you know, up until probably this year I was, I mean, I, I love to work out, you know, we have a home gym. My husband bought me a CrossFit trainer and I was literally addicted to it. And when I was, you know, going for certain, like I was at the point where I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, I just love to exercise. Like I absolutely love to exercise. My husband taught me a routine. I, I do weights. I do, obviously with my back, I couldn't, but I was lift, you know, I was, um, I was squatting 60 kilos and then it was like 50 kilos, whatever. You know, I was like, I was doing all, all home gym because I love to work out. My husband taught me how, and you know, he would, he would be, I call him my personal trainer, you know, he's not qualified, but that's what I call him. So I absolutely love to exercise. And when I couldn't, anymore it was hard you know it was really hard because i was in so much pain now that i've had the spinal fusion i'm actually not allowed to do anything for three months so that's another setback um but i just keep busy on the internet like i talk to my friends on facebook I, um you know this group has really changed my life um I don't how know did you, and how did you find now how did you find out about life without sight by the way well um john got kicked out of a group and everyone was really, really sad about that. And again, I don't reach out to people on Facebook. I just don't go ringing you um, out of nowhere, but I don't know why something compelled me to ring him because I was in this group. And when he came into this group, it became fun. And then they kicked him out for some stupid, well, I don't know whatever reason it was. And I called him and he said, you know what? I really want to start my own group. I said, you know what? You should. Right. And, right. So, and so it was, um, you know, it just so happened that the two moderators and admins got together in a group chat and we created a group together. <clears throat> and it's the best thing, honestly, it has been the best support uh, bar none from any of the other groups. Like I've, I've actually left one of those other groups because I just don't go in there. And I don't find anything, you know, this one, this group, I've made some friends, you know, and they're all supportive. And that's what you need. You need support and genuine support. And, you know, we have women's chat nights and all these girls are going through the same thing as I am, like the same feelings. And that's really refreshing and comforting to me. You know, you don't get that in other groups. You just don't, we just gel. <clears throat> this group, we just gel. And it's the, the, the most amazing support that I've had to date. And I really enjoy that. So I do spend a lot of time on, on there. Um, you know, I help my mum out with her, like with her banking and stuff. I still do all that. I don't, I've never stopped doing um, her banking. I take care of all her banking needs and if they never like they need me to order something for them. I'll look it up. 
Um, I'll sort it out. If we have a family barbecue, I organize the food and I'll do everything. I don't, I don't stop doing what I did before, you know, but it's harder now because we're not allowed to go out or, you know, as much as we were. But just for right now, I'm just recovering. But, you know, I never stop doing anything for anyone. If I'm able to do it and I'm capable of doing it, I'll do it. If I'm physically and mentally capable of doing it, I'm not going to stop doing it. Like, it, it, to me, it motivates me to keep doing more and it makes me feel useful in life. You know, it just makes me feel like, you know what, okay, I've lost my vision, but I'm actually still able to do all this stuff and it makes me happy and it makes me have a purpose in my life. You know, I mean, I have my family and friends, they're my, they're my priority, my first purpose in God. But, you know, just to be able to contribute to the world is a massive, massive accomplishment and a massive um, feeling of, you know, accomplishment. And I, I need that, you know, I need to keep doing that to prove to myself that I can still do these things. And just because I'm blind, I can still do it. You know, I still have my mind and I still have determination and great support network to keep going. You know, I just, I never want to stop. I don't ever want to stop because I know if I do, you, you won't hear from me again. And I don't want that. You know, life's too great and life, life's got so much to offer and I've got so much to offer life, you know. I'm not done yet. <laughs> so watch this space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, I mean, this has been another another really, ex really exciting episode. And... Um, yeah, I I remember, I remember when when that in when that person was removed from that group. That's the same group that was rude to me. So yeah. you know that doesn't that, surprise me, Alan. It really doesn't. It really doesn't surprise me. Though. That's so that that seems that seems like not mm -hmm. a that is not a good crowd. In that that is a I left that group. I left yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't need to be environment toxic and degrading. I don't need to do that. You know, there's like, I don't think, I, I mean, some posts are allowed that clearly are against guidelines and then other posts that are perfectly fine are removed. It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Right. So. Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm still in all these different groups just for the networking and for reaching out about my podcast and seeing the world. But, but I, I do, I do agree with you. There are some, there are some characters in, in some of these, in some of these groups, but I, I also, you know, to, I, I, I try not to, I try not to be too judgmental because people also, especially, especially in the States and really everywhere are having really, 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 really tough lives, but let's, let's brighten it up. Um, to, to end or to, to conclude today's episode. I want to, I want to say that I want to remind you, and there's a special reason why I'm reminding before I'm going to kind of have a little treat for you. I'm reminding you that this has been another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues. Definitely talked about some issues in the blindness community today, all the way from Australia. We're so glad, so glad you came today. And I, I am 100% sure that you're going to come back many times on this show. And you're, you're always, always, always welcome here. This podcast is available available everywhere you should check us out on facebook follow us on twitter youtube uh patreon don't forget about that promo code so you can buy your coffee now before we go since you love music do you want to sing for us <clears throat> okay how about how about let's uh, let me let me let me give you a clue a perfect way for us to walk out of this podcast today absolutely magnificent way um 
Australian national anthem. <laughs> Australians, oh, let us rejoice, for we are young and free with golden soil and dwells for toil our home is just by sea our land abounds in nature's gifts of beauty rich and rare in history's page let every stage advance australia fair in joyful strains then let us sing advance australia from regular expenses to occasional splurges there's a lot to buy why not get cash back every time you spend with the PenFed power cash rewards card you get cash back on every purchase that's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit penfed.org slash powercash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.